so it's recording. It's recording right now. Okay. Okay. Hi. okay. Great. How's it there? How's it going? It's going good. Going good. Uh, <laughs> I got my morning wine, and uh, yeah, it's not even noon. Yeah. That's right. It's not even noon. Hey, bitch! Over here. Bitch. Bitch. Over here. Over here, bitch. Bitch. Over here. Bitch. Bitch. Over here. Bitch. Bitch. Are we gonna talk about sex? Bitch. Sex. Sex. You're being chilled. Welcome to Bitch Over Here. Hey. Hello there. This is Jonas. Laura. (laughs) It's like we're introducing ourselves to AA. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My name is Laura. I am the bitch over here. Jonas is right. Real talk with unreal people. And thank you for, you know, this is the first episode, so be kind. Be gentle. No, give give it give it all you got. <laughs> I say give like give it no, to us, give it to us hard take and us fast. Out to dinner first before giving us your feedback. Like, no, but really, like let us know cuz actually my kind of goal, I know that Jonas is sort of the brainchild of the podcast. Hopefully our ramblings and stories and interviews um, will help people. So, you know, if there's something you want to talk about or have us talk about on the show, I think uh, the overall goal is like to make this entertaining, but also um, go away with it with like a new sense of Sense of sense of just the world in general. Sorry, I mean, I didn't want we're to gonna be featuring, like, yeah. Well, like the candles and uh, get all spiritual and stuff. But yeah, and, and but we will. And the thing is, <laughs> we're probably going to be learning just as much as you will be with the people that we will be talking to, and you know, hopefully, all of us will have a different perspective on life. Yeah, yeah, like afterwards. hearing different perspectives. That's kind of kind of cool. Unless you've just recently bought a bunch of uh, tiki torches and yeah, have a have a a haircut that I've had for a while. But Jonas, you also have the fashion haircut, so you can't really like hate on that haircut. But I love tiki torches. <laughs> and you also love tiki torches. Yeah. But you're brown. Right now right now Laura's making fun of me because my hair is similar to I don't know if anybody who's watched Captain Planet, but I look like that villain that has her hair covered like her hair covers her eye. When I met Jonas oh. in Ot Six. No, in nineteen 19- in the 90s. 90, in the 90s. When I met Jonas. the 90s. In the 90s. He had an asymmetrical haircut. <laughs> it was. I was trying to be a, a male Jennifer Aniston. It didn't work. And that's when well. I knew that we would be besties for life. Because he had way better hair sense. And he took risks. He took fashion risks. He wore... Um, what the hell did I wear? Jenko's. <laughs> Jenko's. I, I know I wore the shoe hiders during the... the yeah. You had... The, I don't know. You were... You weren't afraid to be yourself, even though I know you weren't fully yourself back then, but you were, weren't afraid to be different. I was, was you mentioned that I was a fan of yours and I followed you everywhere. No, you, uh, I was a fan of you and my ego. Oh, okay. And you said I was funny and that's all you have to do. Wow. The nineties. Speaking of the nineties, well, not really the nineties. It was 10 years ago. Facebook reminded me today that I've been on Facebook for 10 years. Oh, isn't that just wild? That's kind of like, and the fact that something new hasn't taken over. Because f- how long did MySpace go? Oh, MySpace was uh, what the nineties. It was maybe five, six years, a good five, six years before my. And then it got re. I think Justin Timberlake bought out 
the yeah. MySpace and turned it into some sort of music, music yeah. thing, and then it, that didn't so okay explode Facebook, as they thought it would. Oh, so I come on, new person to come up with technology. No, Let's. Well, I mean, Facebook is has been kind of innovating. Facebook is where your parents are though, and like grandparents are on Facebook. I know. And we're like middle age. So like, speak for yourself. I am oh, a very oh, young, fresh twenty-two. <laughs> I am a fresh-faced twenty-two-year-old oh, yeah. that's been around since like, the nineties. We're twenty-five and twenty-six, and uh, we're super young, and this is super. our sort of like fun thing. <laughs> this on... is actually, uh, I have to mention, this is actually not our first podcast. The first podcast <laughs> we had back in about ten years ago, roughly. Yeah. Because that's when, I remember, because that's when the Coles opened in Livermore, California. Because <laughs> that was exciting news to, to talk about, the new Coles in Livermore. Because anytime a uh, department store opens in our cow town, we freak out. Oh my god, you mentioned that exact same phrase, when something happens in this cow town. Okay. Wow, deja vu. Okay. Creepy. Very creepy. But anyway, yeah, we, we attempted a... I'm not sure the direction of that podcast was more we, of a... We were just insulting each other. Yeah. <laughs> all, all we did was insult each other and talk about... Um, we, we had some gimmicks, a couple of news. gimmicks. There's like we weird the, news stories, right? We, weird news stories. Like Jay Leno, we had, weird... Yeah, yeah, like weird story. And then we have... I, they had my bitch of the week. And interestingly enough, it's still the same bitch of the week. It's Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she boy. needs to shit up, yeah, she, is what I said. <laughs> About her back then, and she still needs to shut up, like Ann Coulter. Wow, you just lost she ten still... listeners. You just lost Ann ten Cole of Cage. our conservative no, ten listeners. No, she can, she can talk. We all can what? talk. That's why. <laughs> what I was like she called? Cole... She was recently called um, Garbage Barbie. Or something. <laughs> what was that? I, I don't just, remember. When you talk, see, I don't want to become one of them and also spew hate. Ann Coulter can talk on her own show and do whatever she wants. I just I would actually love to have her on. I want to know how, what she not, would say to yeah. to this guy. To a brownie and a to a brownie and to a single white lady. <laughs> a brownie right? sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Bring it Ann Coulter. come to our show. I know you're not really doing anything cuz that book that you had was not good. But um she has several books. The last one, the I, Trump <laughs> Let me S your D. I think that was the title. That was the working title. Trump, me... can I S your D? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just totally, I was totally fished in on that one. Trump, can I S your D by Ann Coulter? You know you can cuss. It's a podcast. Guys, I mean, how old, are there children listening? Because I'm not sure. You might want to cover their ears right now. Or at least let them know that the, some language might be coming out of this thing. That Trump, can I suck your dick by Ann Coulter? <laughs> the unabridged... Version. Unabridged version. So it's just a bunch of these sounds. <laughs> it's just gonna be. It's just those sounds. But yeah, I, 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 let's. Is this show gonna get politicky? I guess. No, no. Well, I think we were gonna reflect on current, current culture events. and yeah. if get, the current and culture. And that's the that's what's going on right now. So we can't like pretend it's we're all in our happy nineties world. But who is the nineties? We're not happy. Well, we we were happy in the nineties because we didn't have like debt. Or, yeah, that's true. Or issues with being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> we were just or where you kids. used to have, you have to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because you used to be able to just sleep through. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Good times. Everybody? 
yeah. good times. Anyway. <laughs> email. All right. We're doing email. Let's do let's do an email actually. <laughs> All right, here's one. Hi, Jonas and Laura. I have a problem. I have been friends with some guys for years. But I recently dated a guy they really liked, and now the things seem different. They used to like when I came to visit. They live far away. But I can't seem to get them to even text me back, let alone try to figure out when would be a good time to visit. I'm worried they like my ex, and now I have damaged things with them. I do know other things are going on. Major things in the, his family and longtime partner had to move quite far away. I don't know what to do. I don't want to lose them, but I don't know what to do to help. I understand that I was the one that caused problems by bringing this other person into things. Any advice would help. Thank you. Lonely country Let me nerd. get this straight. They like... This is a person that used to hang out with guy friends before when they were single. That's right. Woman or man? I think these are all dudes. Dudes? Okay. It sounds like this person, lonely country nerd, has these group of friends that he hangs out with and are very good friends with. And then he... Got a boyfriend. Got a boyfriend. And then they decided to split... It sounds like they, or things are different with him and this guy now. Okay. And, but he feels that his faraway friends liked him enough, more so now than they like him. So he's oh. worried that. So they liked the boyfriend more than they liked him. Him. And now the things are weird with his friends who seem to like the boyfriend much more. So they're Oh, taking... so it seems. We don't know. We don't okay. Know. So he feels. Well, he feels like they're t he's taking the boyfriend's side. Or like, you know, when you have a breakup, you lose friends because some friends go one way with one cup, one person. And right. So he feels like these were his friends originally. Then and now they seem to have gravitated towards, towards the boyfriend. The boyfriend. So he's gonna, what, and the question is, what can he do to kind of get back in their... In their good graces, so to speak? Um... Well, with any uh, distance-type relationships, because it sounds like this group of friends is... You have to make an effort. So... Or maybe first kind of look at what it what is it about this boyfriend that they that I think they like better than me? It, does he agree to do more things with them than I don't? Am I, is he more positive than I am? Uh, maybe do a little internal kind of searching to figure out and don't like go too deep you know just like how important are these friends to you um, i do think i do think that's a great idea i think in any situation in which you are questioning people's motivations you always have to ask what did i do to create this environment in which this is happening to me now i mean and that goes for any situation but in this particular case, I also think that if they were friends, then this new person shouldn't change those things. Yes. Yes. Um, if they were real friends, there would not be any hesitation to be in contact with you because one, you have history with them, and two, they're supposed to be your friends. The definition of friendship is one where you can just show up maybe even unannounced, and you pick up where things left off, right where they were. Um, not There's nothing weird or histrionic about 
you know, trying to reintroduce yourself all over again because they're your friend. If they're your friend, they know who you are. And that shouldn't change with the introduction of a new person. Now, if you feel that you have now been sort of outcasted because of that, then it's time to either reevaluate what those friends are to you or make a better effort at being the one to initiate going over there. And and the thing is we don't you know I don't know what's going on with those friends' lives. I don't know how busy they are. I don't know how like you know how things are on that end and they, he had mentioned Lonely Country Nerd had mentioned there's other things going on in those friends' lives. So they may be going through something that has even nothing to do with you. Yeah. That's so, the stuff where is it my stuff or is it their stuff? And some, you know, stuff. That's why it's like the distance makes it harder and you have to make more of an effort. Both sides have to make more of an effort. Hopefully, Lonely Country Nerd, you get your answers. Hopefully, you get to see your friends again. <laughs> or, you know, like your call off as Lonely Country Nerd, but maybe there's other nerd in your country. That's true. <laughs> That, Are there lonely nerds in your... Yeah, yeah no, that's that a good could, point. Yeah. Branching out always helps. So, good luck to you. Lonely, lonely country, country nerd. nerd. And hey, you're not lonely anymore because we, we helped you out. Exactly. And you can write us again and, and give us an update. Yeah, give us... Yeah, doing. let us know. Sounds good. No, I wanted to <laughs> hear your opinion on something, and I think I might have already talked to you about this. Okay. Um, so, I was in the front seat of an Uber with a very handsome man driving actually i don't remember i just he's always handsome in my head (laughs) but um i was with a whole bunch of people and we were all going to a volunteer event and the subject of jogging or running came up as it often does when you're riding in when you're riding uber exactly right and i i mentioned offhandedly that you know i I hate running because of the the fact that it it hurts on it's yeah it's running. Tense on my knees. It's running. It's, and I'm like, it's exercise. I don't feel like running. It hurts my knees. And then the Uber driver just offhandedly says, it's because you're overweight. And I didn't think anything of it. But like 10 minutes after it happened, we're all out of the car. We're all talking. And all of a sudden, the subject of, oh, my God, I can't believe the Uber driver just called you fat. I didn't think anything of it at the time. But it seemed to be a bigger deal to everybody else. What do you think is happening there? Uh, I think it's other people internalizing something that you're probably just like, you're uh, okay with your body. Like, you know, like, hey, I'm not a runner. <laughs> so you've accepted <laughs> that fact. I've accepted the fact that I'm not a runner because I'm not a runner. You're not a runner. Like, I used to run cross country and I don't run anymore <laughs> because for the same reasons. Um, I'd rather do like a hike or a walk. Um, or a brisk, or a brisk, brisk walk, <laughs> a brisk jaunt, but I think that you had already like you've accepted that fact, and maybe these other people, and I th- like I, when you had described the story to me before, the driver is in very good shape. So, uh, yeah, he was. He was really. So maybe really so <laughs> somebody that's in very good shape, they are. That's kind of what they're about. They are. He was also like, and and to just add a layer to it, he was also not of this culture. He was from oh, which country he was from, um, a country in Africa, uh, and he wasn't. That's I, where the marathon runners are from. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I think just culturally that, that shame that we would feel about yeah. being chunky isn't over isn't, there. Or... Isn't as much of a, well, like I know a lot of, in, in certain cultures, you know, uh, a hefty, big, luscious woman is much more prized than yeah some skinny bitch. You know what I mean? Like, so, True. and I mean, I think that way. Where are you? That culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for him, it was just a comment that was, you know, offhanded. Maybe it was the fact that you didn't act offended. So they were offended for me? Yeah, they were, they were like, hey, they were offended for you. So you were saying that the people that you were in the car with were younger. Yeah. And, and you know, I to them, it might be a different generational way of sensitivity. I think, though, that in all instances, people always view other people through a filter of their own True. truth. And Like, I'm trying to think if me and you were just kind of, like, going somewhere and... I pro- we probably would have laughed in co- uncomfortableness together. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's I, true. I'm yeah. a fatty. I'll raise my hand. And- because that's how we kind of deal. That's how me and you, we deal very similarly with kind with of that outside, kind of stuff. With outside kind yeah, of Yeah, that's criticism. how we've learned to deal with it. And I get, you know, you've learned to deal with it and you're not, at, which is good. I think actually this whole thing is more of a power to you. Because it didn't affect you until somebody else brought it up. Well, that's another thing yeah. to talk about, too, is that when, I mean, in the current climate that we're in, your opinion can be swayed by just one article that you never really saw in Facebook. And yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're always dissuaded by something, and your mind changes because of it. I don't think the person that mentioned that, oh, he called you fat. He wasn't coming he from wasn't, a bad place. He wasn't coming from a place. He was coming more from a defensive side because he was filtering that situation through what he saw was might have been an offense to me by somebody else. And that's cool that he was being kind of dealing with that Wait, this, through his own. The driver or the? The person that mentioned that oh, uh, the Uber driver called you fat. Yeah. So no harm, no foul to me. <laughs> I mean, that's not how I... I'd be like, yeah, let's, How, let's go did, get a lasagna. What did you rate him? Did you leave a tip? Hey, I didn't. I, I was not the one that called. Don't that day. call your passengers obese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they. I wasn't the one that called them. Oh. So, it, I've kind of trained myself not to just get offended by everything. Well, I that's think what, that's a problem. That's what my point is. Is that yeah. things can like when you're on, for, just as an example. Um, the you know something you thought was funny on yeah. and happened yes. and then you post uh, on facebook whatever instagram you, that you thought oh so and so was funny and then somebody comes along and says mm, maybe it wasn't so funny because it was offensive to somebody and then so you're like uh, can can we just for a moment step back and and actually think critically about how much difference that makes exactly versus what you've just added to stir <laughs> <Yeah>. the pot <laughs> exactly was was the point of the joke to unite or divide or right. you know what i mean and then yeah. so you have to kind and of think was critically this about a that. politician making this comment or was this just like was a, nor- a comedian or another joe or you know or a comedian or you know it, yeah so consider the source if anything so i guess and just to go back to the situation with the uber driver I really didn't think anything of it. I, 
but it was a bigger deal to everybody else. Yeah, which is kind of, you can't control the people that you're with's emotions or how they interpret the event. I guess the only thing you can control is how you, if you show that, hey, it didn't bother me, I'm kind of bothered that you guys are bothered by it. Let's talk about that, maybe. It's sort of like, yeah. it's sort of like when you're, um, you know, when you, your mom, when you were a kid and you fall and then you look to your mom first and go, uh, should I be yeah. hurt by How this? should I react? How yeah. should I react? And then and then if your mom goes, oh, sweetheart, then you're <sighs> like, eh. and like totally freaks out. Then you're like, okay, that was bad. I, I did a, I did a bad thing. Yeah. There shouldn't be any shame in that. Like, yeah. So, you you know, it, in any case, yes, I'm fat and I'm proud of it. <laughs> you That's are portly and so am I. We, I am stout. We are stout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little... Uh, I like Zoftig. Zoftig. I, I yeah, like Zoftig. I like Zoftig. I like Zoftig. But yeah, anywho. It, it seems... Yeah. Is that German? Yeah, it is, Zoftig, right? Yeah. For... Zoftig. Oh, that's French. I just totally missed that one. But what? I think you should not be mad at... I think there was no ill intent by your Uber driver. Yeah. I'm going to chalk this the up source. to... Uh, he's a, like... He's a in-shape guy... Uh, he, and he wasn't like you're fat. Yeah, he's like you don't like to run because you're freaking obese. And and he was just like, oh, it's just because you're overweight. And yeah, it wasn't like, a matter of fact. That's like, true. When you're heavier. I mean, have you seen me? I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> let's just say this. I'm still hot. Yeah, he's still just got it, guys. Chunky. He's still got it. it. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he's. <laughs> and that's what's happening in the world today. That was the the whole point of this. To let you know that even though Jonas is a little overweight and it hurts to run, he still got it. Damn right. Homie, I'm going to take the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good march. I didn't know I could do march. Homie. That, that's actually not bad, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not a bad march at all. Thank you. <laughs> It's still obnoxious, but it's not. Hey. Hey. Oh, that's just Kermit. That's now. Kermit. Kermit the Frog here. We have a puppet, um, a puppeteer coming in, so we're kind of excited. Let's welcome to the show Puppet Master Rich. Hi. Hey, hi, Jonas. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. Tell us about these wonderful ladies that you brought with us today. When I say ladies, we're talking about divas. some divas puppets here. That, Puppet divas. Yeah, that they look they, they look like a million bucks, and you made them yourself, right? Uh, yeah, um, some of them, two of them have pre-made bodies, but the outfits and everything they're wearing and their accessories are all made by me. And then the big one is completely made for me, the big green one. Right. <laughs> look at her. She is. She, she's for called, the folks that can't see. Yeah. Fabulous. She's called a dildo. <laughs> oh, a, a, a dildo. dildo. Yeah. Oh, like Adele, but, but not. A yeah. dildo, yeah. yeah. So it's like drag queen. So I basically, I do puppet drag, which, um, as you've, you realize, that you pick a drag name that often sounds like something rude or sounds like a performer. And because she does a lot of Adele songs, I choose a dildo. Uh, very, yeah. And when I tell people I'm performing on stage with a dildo, they show up. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's the way to the get crux. them in. Exactly. I think well, there's we... other ways to get them in, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we used a, a similar tactic to get people to listen to I the show. I use lube. 
Yeah. You got me in with pizza today. Pizza. <laughs> pizza and um, for you, it's wine. 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 Pretty much. Wine. <laughs> so, Rich, what is your favorite character to do and why? Yes. Oh, um, I, I actually love a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody Everybody, loves a dildo. Everybody loves a dildo. Because she's so big and the audience really responds. (laughs) Yeah, I love the double on top. I mean, I like a dildo also. But I can can stick my hand in her her hand so I can emote with that one hand. Because she's... She she's actually like as tall as you. Yeah, she's. Uh, I think she's actually bigger than me, uh, which isn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're tall. Well, how tall are you? I'm five eight. So then she's what, five nine. Yeah, yeah. She's usually I usually raise her up, and she's got a big long dress. Um, so she really stands out in that on a stage. So that's why I like her, and the fact that it can emote with my hand, and I physically can move my fingers. Um, I. It just really gives a great performance, and it connects mm. with the audience. So. When was the last time you guys performed together? Oh, with a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you performed with a dildo? Um, <laughs> let me, I think it's been about a month with a dildo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> too long. <laughs> so, too long. Yeah, actually, oh, too long with a dildo. Yeah, actually, in Dolores Park, we did um, some friends, drag performers of mine. We did pop up drag in Dolores Park, and I performed with a dildo because she's so large. <laughs> When I perform, I, I normally perform for adults. When I do do children's performances, I don't yeah. call her, I don't call her a dildo. Oh, she, what what what's her child? She, just a doll, you know. Oh. Because obviously, you don't want to expose children to dildos. Yes, <laughs> not until they're eighteen. Well, yes, right. until they're ready, or, or until they find um, mommies or their daddies' um, playthings in the closet. <laughs> Actually, as a, as a as a teenager, I find my mom had a little. It was a little ribbed kind of rubber cover for a thing and i thought it was a candle maker <laughs> i was very innocent back then ah childhood innocence. i'm sure those candles would look fabulous though how do you come up with a specific voice so i have a puppet just one actually i guess i have two puppets i have a cat and a <laughs> a italian chef how do you figure out the um specific voices for each so they sound different from each other so see that's the thing with me i don't think i do voices very well i I have a hard enough trouble speaking on my own so i normally when i perform i do puppet drag so i'm doing it to songs okay but in the past we have done i was in a group and we made uh youtube videos of puppets called puppetopolis so Mm. your listeners can check out puppetopolis so a lot of the guys there, they do the voices. They were very good. But um, basically, you can do, like, raise your voice, do a high-pitched voice, and then do a low-pitched voice. And you can get, get away with just a couple of voices. And, you know, you can try and do accents. Like, say, I don't think I'm great at it, but I've done it in the past. So if you check out those videos, you'll hear, if you hear the really bad Scottish Texan voice, that's me. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Speaking of Scottish Texan, so can you tell us a little bit about, like, because you, your voice is pretty unique in that yes. sense. I mean, I know you're from Aberdeen, Scotland. That's correct, yeah. And then I moved. I, I was in England briefly. I moved to the, the States. Um, I was in California for a bit and then moved to Texas for 10 years. And over that time, my voice kind of smoothed out. So, And I moved back to California now. So I have this weird mix of Scottish and uh, Southern Texas in there. Um, so it kind of throws people off. But it comes out at different times. Well, I mean, the Scottish is clearly there. It's there. Um, it comes out more depending on uh, you, you, your accent kind of gets covered up, um, but it comes out when you don't have any kind of barriers up. 
So I always say when you get tired, it shows up. Uh, mm. When you have a drink and get drunk, it shows up. Or when you get angry. <laughs> that so, always always shows up, yeah. Yeah, so I always say if you get me in a, an, a bar fight at 2 a.m. in the morning, you won't understand the word I'm saying. <laughs> so. But yeah, so I have this weird mix, mixture of accents. which I, um, I personally love it. I mean, yeah. for as long as I've known you, it's, it's always been unique to me. Is it? So I find that it's easier to say things that you don't want to say as a person, but you can speak it through a puppet. Do you find that the same? Yes, definitely. I mean, and I've seen other people do that as well. You can get away with a lot as a puppet. Well, like like Triumph, the insult comic yeah. dog, is yeah. a great example he's of that. A, yeah. he's, he's great. I love Triumph. Um, and also the, the comedian that performs Triumph, he's just so funny and quick-witted. It's, it's, it's a great thing. But yeah, puppet, I think, because it's, it's separate from a person, and people just kind of let down their barriers. They kind of yeah. become more childlike. And actually, they get very playful. I mean, even with me, I'll, I'll usually be dressed in a black outfit so they can't see me. But, you know, people will come and grab me when I'm <laughs> doing my puppet. You know, they get very friendly sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I'm sure yeah. you've run into people that have like, oh, my God, that's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, people like them. I mean, I was actually um, at the AIDS walk and we bumped into, I got pictures with Carson Kresley. <laughs> oh, that's a big and, deal. Yeah, and Peppermint from RuPaul's Grand Grace. Peppermint. So people just love, <laughs> it's different. You know, it stands out and puppets are fun. You know, most people love them. A few people get scared of them. Um, but oh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Like clown scared, or yeah, there's definitely there's definitely <laughs> that area of people for some reason. I don't, yeah, I don't know what, no, yeah, what I can happened see that. to them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that well, you bring up RuPaul's Drag Race, and I just started watching the last episode, the last season, Johnny Come Lately. I know, Johnny Come Lately. Um, but I really enjoyed the puppet segment of RuPaul. Oh. Yeah, where they, um, yeah, I think they were picked, they each picked a puppet of another contestant. And yeah. so they had to try to, so I thought that was awesome. So I really loved it. The problem with doing puppet is I'm very critical of it. So, I mean, the drag, I really appreciate. They look fabulous. But when they put their puppet on their hand, I was just sat there going, girl, that puppet is not like sinking for its life. You know, it, it was very, puppet very critical. shabby. And they did actually, the, the first contestant that got voted off actually did puppets as part of their act. And oh. I forget their name. Um, the very first one this season got knocked out. Oh, uh, Jane Man. James yeah, Mansfield. James right. Man, yeah. But and, was she oh, part I, of that, though? I don't I, think she was in that. Part. No, she was because she, she had was, already been no, gone. She right? was she, she was off. out on the first episode, and I was devastated because I was like, "Girl, I want a puppet on RuPaul." <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and she was gone at the first first episode. She oh. was well. That's was, unfortunate. I I didn't know that about. James yeah, Mansfield. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So she, that's she does that as part of her act. That, that's part of her gig. Um, and it was cute, and I I think it would have been a fun thing to see more of. But yeah. it was great that they did the puppet challenge. But like say. I was very critical. I was like Michelle, Michelle Visage watching those puppets. I was like, no, girl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, like, what do you think is your, like, puppet influences? Like, what do you think? Um, no, I mean, you, you know, like, what inspired you? Obviously, I mean, I've seen you before with a Kermit shirt on. I, but, yeah. But... So, so the Muppets, I think everyone knows the Muppets. Um, you know, a lot of there, there's a, a huge history of puppetry. I think a lot of it's um, in in Western culture. It's often seen as a kind of child thing. Mm, yeah, I um, would agree. Yeah. Whereas in like a lot of Eastern cultures, it's you know it's a lot more re respected mm. and you know for adults as well. 
but obviously the Muppets was a big thing. Um, coming from the UK, we had a, kind of our own select thing. So the Thunderbirds, the Jerry Andy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, Thunderbirds was a, a great influence. And I actually, I, I was actually told as a teenager that I looked like a Thunderbird, <laughs> which people might take that as an insult, but I was actually took that as a great compliment. I mean, those Thunderbird puppets were quite good looking guys, actually. So, you know. Yeah, they were very, they were, then those were marionettes. Yeah, yeah, they were marionettes. So there's lots of the different styles of, of puppetry. So mine is actually a hand and rod. So it's, it's similar to the Muppets. Hand and rod. Yeah, well, so the hand does the mouth and then you use rods to control the arms and do the movement of the arms. And um, yeah, going back to like influences, like the Sid and Marty Croft, which was, they did the whole witchy poo oh, thing. Okay. Uh, uh, HR Puff and stuff. So that was an influence. Very kind of weird. Fraggle Rock, Jim Henson stuff. Movies like Labyrinth. Oh, um, you gotta love Labyrinth. Yeah, so there's just so much great stuff. And, and the thing about a puppet is you can do stuff that you can't do as a human. You know, I can one one of my puppets, I do the CS song, Chandelier, and I have her swinging from the, the <laughs> chandelier. And, you know, it just looks great, and it's a lot of fun. So. You mentioned one of your puppets is named Shirley Bossy. Shirley Bossy, that's Tell correct. us a little bit about Shirley Bossy. So Shirley Bossy, um, when I do puppets, I try and pick, um, for performing, I try and pick powerful vocals because it, it works well with a puppet when you're you're doing puppet drag. And Shirley Bossy, or Shirley Bassey, who does, she's well-known in the UK. She's done um, a couple of the James Bond theme songs, and she's got a great, powerful voice. Um, diamonds are... Gr- not diamonds Wait, did she do Goldfinger? She did Goldfinger, right? Goldfinger, Gold yeah, finger. and Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds okay. Are Forever. Yeah. Um, and she's done... In in the UK, she's very well known for other stuff as well. She actually did a, a dance album, and she covered songs like Pink, Let's Get This Let's Party, get party started. started. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, when I'm looking for puppet songs to perform, I usually go for females with really strong vocals. So obviously Adele became a dildo. <laughs> and then Shirley Bossy has some great numbers. And I was invited to perform a, a show, and the theme was um, Diamond Mind. Mm. And so oh. I wanted a song that was Diamond. So obviously Diamonds are forever. So I made Shirley. And it, as you can see, she's very glamorous. She's got lots yes. of feathers and the sparkles. She has sparkles. a bedazzled mole. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> and so she works really well for for the Shirley Bassing number. So I wanted a name. I try and name my puppets after the performers that they yeah. perform after. So she became Shirley Bossy because it's cute. She kind of bosses me around. And actually, when I perform with her, I usually dress up in my tuxedo, and I'm James Bond or James Bond. Very hot. Yeah. yeah. James Bondage. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I get to interact with the puppet, and I, I find that the audience really uh, – connects a lot more when they see a puppet connecting to a person so so it makes for a great number and the sparkles are great one of the things about puppetry is you know you're trying to get movement to make it look alive and so you can do the mouth and you can do the arms but with if you have things like sparkles and feathers that gives you movement just by basically oh that's a good point yeah and it also works in drag performance as well but for a puppet it's really important to get extra movement so yeah, How that's why I have, I have like bedazzled, bedazzled eyes, um, and just diamonds all yeah, over. Yeah, even her, her, even her eyeballs are bedazzled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you see the little pupils. She's got diamonds in there. So yeah, she she definitely sparkles on stage, um, and she's a great great number to do. So. 
Speaking of drag, I was watching you on Instagram, and it sounds like you took a class. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that? Drag oh, class? There's yes. A drag class? <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually took a drag makeup class. Um, so because I perform puppet drag, I, I'm you know involved a lot with the drag community. Most of the shows I do are, are drag shows or variety shows, so a lot of drag performers. And a couple of times I've done... M- some very basic makeup. I did the Spice Girls where I was Ginger Spice and then I had the puppets for the, the other Spice Girls. And <laughs> the makeup on that, there's a picture on Instagram if you look at Puppet Master Rich and the makeup is awful. I mean, I couldn't even put <laughs> lipstick on. I mean, I know Ginger Spice, Spice wasn't the best looking one, you know, but, but I she, make her look... She's the most campy. I would yeah. think yeah. her and, and, and scary. Yes. Yeah, I guess she's scarier than scary. Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I thought I'd take... The, the the drag makeup class because they they offered a, a Krylon which I thought was just regular makeup but it's it's actually for performing so a lot of it's like theater theater makeup. yeah um, so it was a whole day class and there was about six of us in there and we have a teacher and he would have a model and he would show us how to do drag makeup which is very different from traditional makeup hmm. yeah and, and what a lot of people don't realize is drag now it's it's not a male thing it's it's all genders. Mm-hmm perform drag especially in san francisco so i have a lot of female friends that are drag performers Hmm. and like you say it's 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 not just them putting on regular makeup it's their whole face it's drag drag makeup um so yeah it's it's very much different so the other thing that kind of was mentioned at the class is um instagram has had a big impact so a lot of straight girls are now wanting to look like drag queens because <laughs> when, when they take their pictures, it exaggerates things. They know how to shape their face and mm. make them look, look good. <laughs> so it's definitely changing. So anyway, I took this class and, you know, I just thought I meringue drag enough. And the few times I put makeup on it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, it was <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the pictures, you'll see. So I thought, why not learn it? And, you know, I when I'm at the performances, I'll be in the in the back room getting ready with other performers but they're usually so busy doing their own makeup it's you know it's hard they'll help if you ask but they're very concentrated on getting their Mm -hmm. stuff done so i thought it would be useful to know if i ever want to do drag face or just any kind of performance face so anyway i took this eight hour class um i was gonna um i thought oh there'll be a lunch break i can get pop out and get something and then i realized i'd be in makeup so (laughs) so i decided (laughs) to bring my lunch oh that is awesome yeah (laughs) so i had my lunch with me but anyway, we were doing it, and there was other people. There was a lady that does uh, makeup for weddings, and a, another professional makeup artist that were taking the class. So I was really like the I was like the the D D student in that mm. class. The novice. Um, like, yes, because yeah. <laughs> never really done makeup, didn't know how, how everything was. But as it progressed, it was actually surprising how good it came out. And I took pictures. I, I saw. I mean, with that the the nine photos that you had yeah. it was just so, it, it, the progression was so good. And then the fact that you put on different like wigs on with the makeup, it was it was such a transformation because the rich that I know doesn't look that the million bucks that <laughs> you made with the makeup that you did with that glass. Yeah, no, it really makes a difference. And you know, I look at that picture, the middle picture after the transformation. I would not know it was me. And that happens to me a lot when I'm out and I'll see a performer and I don't recognize them out of their face or sometimes in their face if I've met them as a boy mm. or, or a female and not in drag. Um, so it's surprising that, that what a big difference it can make. Um, and it was great because they had makeup and they had the makeup there for you. And they also had wigs that we could try on. So I tried three different wigs. 
and it just totally changes your whole look and and anyway it was fun so now that it turned out really well you know i, I may turn up in drag at some point yeah, that's why I, was, I would i would i, was I would ask encourage you it if you were gonna do like a drag sisters uh, yeah well <laughs> I, you know actually there's times when I, I you know sometimes i'll collaborate with performers and we'll do puppets with humans but it it, it would be good when, if I'm able to do it myself with a puppet, that that's yeah. useful. So yeah, I may actually do a duet something. I don't know. That's why I was like, if you're gonna go drag, then does that change the puppets? Do you do then do a male puppet because you're gonna be the drag? Sometimes, like yeah. if you're gonna be uh, what? It, it, it the depends. one with the Captain and Tennille. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would you're be gonna a good, be a good one yeah. as well. <laughs> so yeah, often it will be depend on the number. So usually, um, a lot of the drag shows have themes. So I try and go with a theme. And then I'll think of what number would work well, and then I'll pick the number, and then I'll make the puppets, and either have myself as part of the act, or try and just do puppets. So um, you, you'd go from scratch? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, and I often, there's several numbers I've only done once, like the Spice Girls I only did one time, because I like to keep thinking up new things, and I like to go with themes, um, how did you, how did you do the Spice Girls ones? Yeah, I'm curious. Wait, did you do all girls. of them? Yeah, I did do. All, I did oh all of God. them. Is yeah. it like that? I, there's that guy that has like the different puppets. He would like play the line. Jackson Five, but he was a one one yeah. guy. Yeah, and then he would have the other the arms in like a rod, yeah. so that they all move in unison. Is that right. sort of similar? Like, um, not so much. What so what I did was basically um, the theme for that show. It was it was right about Thanksgiving time, and the theme was pumpkin spice. <laughs> and when when I got told the theme, and I was asked if I'd like to perform, I was like, I have no idea what to do. You know, it's like Thanksgiving pumpkin yeah. spice. I don't no idea. And so I wasn't going to do the show initially. And then I thought, oh, spice! I'll do the Spice Girls. That would be great. So then I'm thinking, how can I do the Spice Girls with just me? So obviously I have two arms, um, so I can do two puppets yeah. with that. So I, I did um, Scary Spice as a puppet, and then I did um, Sporty Spice as another puppet. <laughs> so that was the two of them. And then I thought, I'm going to go as Ginger Spice because I just <laughs> love her outfit. So I ordered a little Union Jack dress, yeah. <laughs> and I got the wig, and I got the boots because I thought, it, it's fun. She's so much larger than life than, than the rest of them. So I was, that was me in the center. And then I thought, well, I need Baby Spice and Posh Spice. <laughs> so I ended up getting two Barbie dolls and cut their hair, like one with black <laughs> hair and one with uh, blonde hair, and then tied them to the edge, the arms of the puppets on either side. Oh, so, so you were controlling the puppets <laughs> yeah, who were controlling, controlling little the, puppets. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, it turned out to be probably one of my best performances. When I came out on stage, and, and up to that point, the people hadn't seen me perform drag per se it's always been with a puppet so oh, i come yeah out, that was your first kind yeah of like, first yeah, time cool. um in very bad makeup but <laughs> a fabulous dress a little short but anyway oh, I've, I've seen you wear that one <laughs> yes um so i did that number and the the applause the audience just went wild when i came out and 90s the, yeah the 90s <laughs> people who doesn't love the spice girls i did a medley um Spice up your world. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. And ooh, what was the other one? Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, it was I'll great. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. No. Oh. Um, Say you'll be there. No, it was upbeat numbers. Um, Was it a, a single? I'm going to try to <laughs> figure this yeah, out. Yeah, it was two of the hits. Um, <laughs> was, Spice up your life. Spice up your life. 
Um, <laughs> now we're getting boring yeah. trying to remember. No, I should have written it down. Shake it to the left. Is that oh. that's spice of your life? Okay, so it was that, and um, I love how you put your hands up. By the yeah, way. well, that's when I do puppets. <laughs> <I do. laughs> It'll come to me. It'll come back to me. So anyway, I did that, and it was great. And on the video, there's like dollar f- bills flying everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> amazing! I felt like a stripper. So. <laughs> that's that's the best way to feel. It, it was. Is, uh, it's yeah, such it's such validation. Money with coming money. at you. I yeah. will take it. Well, see, the problem with doing puppets is with drag queens, they'll come and they'll stick the dollar bills and they'll grab it in their hand or sometimes or put, put it in their bra. Put it in their or bra. Like... But with the puppets, people don't know where to do, put it. So they try and stick it in the puppet's <laughs> mouth. But I'm, I'm trying to do lip sync, so I can't so really take it. Singing. So, you know, sometimes I've had stuff stuffed down my pants, you know, and I'll take that, you know, oh. or it gets thrown on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's a little tricky doing <laughs> puppet drag in terms of getting tips. Usually they just have to toss them at me. So I have a question about that because I've always wondered because when, you know, I'm in a drag show and I got my dollar bills out, oftentimes the, you know, the drag queens will, can't gather them all in their hands. So they just, sometimes it falls to the ground and then somebody, when they collect them, does it actually go back to the performer? It does. Yeah, I mean, it better, right? Yeah. They're, they're usually very good. So they'll have a stage manager who normally goes and just grabs not just the money, but also props or, or as we call it, drag droppings. So things will fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extensions, will fall off. that kind of stuff. Jewelry. Yeah. Jewelry. Expensive, yeah, yeah. expensive zub- cubic zirconia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dollar store. That stuff ain't eyelashes. cheap. Eyelashes. <laughs> well, no, eyelashes you can go without using reusing. But Oh, actually, I learned in my drag class it's actually good to reuse them because they get better with the, you know, with the, oh. um, the glue on them. So you can use them like several times, and it's actually it's like soup. It gets better after. That's tea. fascinating. So you just it's sort of like sweet tea. You just keep adding and adding. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. See? Tips. See, I like that. Yeah. Tips. And you save some money as well. <laughs> but yes, they will come and scoop up things for you. So and and you need that, especially. I often do props with the puppets, and things will fall on the floor. And you once you're done with it, you toss it around. So. What have you? What was the, um, the most valuable thing that you've lost in a performance? Hmm. Uh, apart from my mind (laughs) (laughs) Um, or my concentration Um, you know I'm usually pretty good at remembering things I'm a little OCD in grabbing stuff Um, but actually actually, I didn't lose things but sometimes things will fall off so like noses will fall off (laughs) (laughs) I did did George Michael um, (laughs) you gotta have nose yeah, I did. I did faith, and he. I had him with sunglasses on, and the sunglasses were pretty heavy. Oh. So he was fine when I was rehearsing at home. But by the time I get there, he gets thrown in a bag, and knocked around a bit. And I don't have much time to prepare because it's very tight in the dressing room with all the performers. So I get on stage, and I'm performing faith, and then I did outside. It was a medley, and I notice his nose is starting to fall off <laughs> because of the. And I pinned it on, but because the sunglasses were pretty heavy. <laughs> so I kept going because as a performer, you have to keep going. And I noticed the nose is falling off. I'm like, oh, I need to find the nose. <laughs> so I keep going with the performance. So he's still singing, but he has no nose. <laughs> but the sunglasses were kept on, so it didn't look too bad. But I'm looking down on the floor for this nose because I'm like, where is this nose? I need to grab it and put it back on. Of course, there's some Velcro on the nose. It hadn't actually fallen to the floor. It had fallen down on his body. It sort of stuck to his body. <laughs> so, so I did find it eventually, and I stuck it back on, tried to be as discreet as possible when you lose a nose. 
And that I'd like to see. Like, how do you, I do hope, you, it, do, I do, hope do, video, yes. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was kind of awkward. But it, the thing about performing is you basically have to keep going. Because yeah. if you stop, it's going to be a lot more obvious to the audience. <laughs> so I stuck the nose on by the second half of the song. His nose was back on. And I was a little bit more cautious about moving around too much. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, losing things is usually bits fall off when I don't want them to fall <laughs> off. Um, like George Michael's nose. George Michael, the puppet, <laughs> must be wearing the 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 tank top and the ja- the Jeans. leather jacket. Yes, yes. Oh, that's he had, amazing. He had the leather jacket, little baby leather jacket, the tank top, <laughs> and the de- the denim jeans with the rip in the knee. And, oh, okay. and also he had, he had the gold cross earring. So oh, one yeah. one of the things I tend I go for details. So I'm I'm pretty good at picking out like specific features, iconic sort of things. Yeah. So you don't have to make it look perfect, but if you have capture the essence and, and obviously that was George Michael's essence his classic look there um so yeah I go for that um when I try and make puppets look like people that is amazing so <laughs> what can we expect from you in the future oh well in terms of stuff I'm doing um I do actually perform every month at the stud we have a show there it's um three three drag queens there's Mamadora uh pristine condition and ultra so they run I love pristine condition (laughs) 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 drag queen names are just so fabulous (laughs) Um, so anyway they they host a show called love and it's at the first Thursday of every month and it's at the stud and it starts about 10.30 on a Thursday night so you know it's Fridays the next day so you you can be a little tired absolutely so that's a fun show and they normally have themes um, so Oh, I'm pretty much there every month, so you can come see me doing some puppets there. Are you the only puppet person? Usually, yeah. There's a few of the drag queens occasionally will do a number with a maybe a sock puppet or something. But eh, yeah, I'm pretty that much. That is not professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much the the puppet guy there, cool. um, so I'm kind of getting known a reputation oh. for for the go-to puppet guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that, and then actually we're doing. This is a number we've done before. So we did this at the Monster Show uh, at the Edge in the Castro. And it uh, the video was put online and it was spotted by Hequina, who's a well-known oh, drag very, queen. Oh, very popular and, drag queen here in San Francisco. Yeah, and also co-owner of the Oasis. So we've actually been invited to perform at Hequina's show, Daytime Realness. And that's going to be on September the 17th, that's Sunday, Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. And that's at El Rio. So I will be doing a group number with, it's me with two puppets and then two drag queen friends of mine. Mm. Um, I don't know if I want to give away what we're no, doing. No, no don't just, give it away because yeah. we want people to come see this yeah, fabulous yeah. show. And so it's going to be you, puppets, plus two. Two fabulous okay. drag queens. Okay, cool. And it is, you need to see it to believe yeah, it. So. Definitely. That is awesome. Recently, um, Kermit's longtime voice was fired, as you know. Did you know? I did know that, yes. Okay. <laughs> Recently, Kermit's longtime voice was fired. Has puppets gotten you laid? Um, I think it's not gotten me laid, actually, many times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang it! That is so disappointing! <laughs> no, it's actually, it's kind of a weird thing. So when you meet people, or if you're out dating or whatever, if if you tell them <laughs> that you perform with puppets, it, it freaks people out a little mm. bit. So <laughs> Maybe I, you should tell them that you... Play with a dildo <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs> public. 
so, so yeah, I don't think it's got me low, but it has got me um, attention in terms of performance-wise. So I've got a lot of um, offers to perform at different places, and I've done a lot of shows, but not in terms. It doesn't help your dating life. Why, uh, <laughs> so. guys? So, so sorry, sorry, Jonas. No. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I, I know you're a multifaceted guy, and I've seen like aspects of your acting prior to that. Are you going to go back into acting at all? I know you've done stand-up before, oh. and you've been funny as hell. Yeah. So do you, is that an, a venue that you're willing to sort of revisit again, or has that phase kind of gone by the wayside? Um, you know, I've, I never say never. Um, and, you know, give me a stage, and like any performer, I'll jump on it. Um, but, so comedy with a dildo. Was, yeah, like <laughs> with a dildo, yeah. <laughs> so comedy was a great experience. I really enjoyed it, but it's also a very tough gig. Um, one, you're up there on your own, which um, is, is hard to do. And you're very exposed as a comedian. It's basically you and you have your, your act and there's nothing to hide behind, no masks or makeup or whatever. And also the comedy scene is very competitive and it's very, uh, it's a tough scene. I mean, it's hard being a comedian. And if you get, the crowd doesn't respond or if you, you know, your timing's off, it's hard. It can be really rough. So, you know, um, it, it's tricky to do it. And, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy making people laugh. But it was hard work as well in terms of writing material and keeping stuff going. Um, so with puppets, um, I actually can do some comedy with it. So I do a lot of funny stuff throughout the performances and get to do my comedic stuff as well. Um, so I get get to perform that way in terms of comedy. Um, I do I do write things down still. And, you know, I may at some point do some more comedy. Also the acting, you mentioned acting. So I, I wouldn't consider myself an actor. I see a performer because I don't think I'm really a great actor. But I've done stage work. Um, but well, using... I've seen that one with uh, Seth Eisen's uh, company where you, it was for, I think it was called Homophile. Yeah. And and I guess you got some recognition on in the street as well, didn't you? I did. I was actually walking down, I think, at Fourth <laughs> Mission and someone shouted, <laughs> some guys in the convertible shouted out, we loved you in Homophile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What, what a great thing to shout I know, on Fourth Mission in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It's by Bloomingdale's. Great. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, that that was what I, working with Seth, that was kind of my first uh, on-stage acting experience, and it, the reason I got involved with Seth is because he loves puppets, he loves uh, to uh, incorporate puppetry into a lot of his productions, so I performed in two two iterations of Homophile, and we did the Bunraku puppetry, which is a traditional Japanese puppetry, where you have three people performing, so I, as as a head puppeteer, I would do the, the the head and control the head, and we'd have another puppeteer do yeah. the arms, and someone else do the legs. Oh, it's three people controlling one puppet. Yeah, so oh. it's. But it, isn't it sh- is it shadow? No, we did some shadow as well with this work. So, um, but the Bunraku is actually it's a full body puppet with joints and the head. Oh, and uh, three very, people behind. Yeah, it's very intricate, and it takes like a traditional Bunraku. It takes like ten years of training before you get to do the head you start out off doing the feet um but it looks, just like people yeah <laughs> yeah but it looks amazing because you have so much movement going on it's very realistic hmm. um there's a number of productions especially in new york you'll see uh, theater shows that incorporate boon oh. puppetry um so wait yeah. what about the lion king 
You know when they we did the Lion King was that considered um, puppetry? That that would be more body puppetry. So there's there's multiple types of puppetry. So the Lion King would be where people would attach, um, you know, the manes and the tails yeah. would attach to their body. So that's more considered um, body puppetry. Okay. Um, where you would attach a harness on your back and have a, a larger costume surrounding you. So Bunraku, the puppets are usually quite small, maybe about three feet tall. But you have the, the puppeteers surround it and, like, say, one controls the head and someone else does arms and someone mm. does the feet. Um, if, if you look on, online at YouTube, you can see some examples of Boon Rakua. And it, like say, it's very it's a very realistic type of puppetry, very different from what I do. Um, very intense as well. It's very hard work. Um, but it it's, it's, looks fabulous. So, yeah, you should check out Boon Rakua puppets. Your puppets are amazing, and the fact that you make these out of scratch is yeah. such a feat. So the, I mean, it takes such a creative mind to even you made translate. both of those guys from scratch? Or you said the bodies were, the, or the base, the, or the, the... The base bodies, or the, the two of them, Shirley Bossy and Ferocious Titties, are pre, pre-built bodies. <laughs> Ferocious Titties, yes, I don't know if I mentioned, so Ferocious is a good friend of mine. She's actually the one that got me performing puppet drag. So I I done the uh, a dildo I did as a test I did a little um, I did a blue screen video because a, a dildo is a green puppet. Oh yeah. So I, I we were making when we were making the videos for Puppetopolis I decided to um, do a test video with the dildo and I thought well what what will I do with her so I did Adele's set fire to the rain <laughs> and anyway Ferocious Titties who's a great uh, drag performer um, I've known her for ooh, several years now I think about eight nine years now. Um, she used to run a show every week at the, the stud called Meow Mix on a Tuesday night. Uh, a very popular show, lots of a variety show, lots of drag, but all sorts of things. So she said to me, I should come on stage and perform with the dildo. And I did. <laughs> and that's where it all started. That, that is where it all started. So anyway, uh, Ferocia <laughs> said one time, she says, oh, we should do a puppet of, of her, Ferocia. Mm. So we got together and she came and kind of gave me tips on, you know, how she dresses and what she looks like. <laughs> and we basically put the outfit together. And as you can see here, the well, obviously you can't hair. see because you're, <laughs> this is a, on the radio. I like how her the blue of her cleavage does not match. Yeah, so I made, I did, I did make her puppet breasts because puppets, <laughs> the, the body doesn't come with breasts. Ah. And I, yeah. But she wears the same kind of turquoise that you I do. Like. I do like the turquoise. You do like jewelry. the turquoise. So she, Ferocious Titties. I we'll, like, we'll, yeah. we'll put up a picture of Ferocious yeah, because she will. is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, I, I wow. I am. I can't even begin to describe her because she's just too fabulous for my own. Yeah, she, she I has, love the flower. She has a flower in her hair. She has rainbow hair. Uh, she has the big... Ju- the cigarette. She has, oh. a cigarette. she has a cigarette with a wine glass. Wine glass. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, yeah. yeah, and she's got this long flowing purple dress. So basically, Ferocia Titties, who performs <laughs> with Ferocia, um, she dresses the same way when we perform together. And we actually are... Our signature number is uh, Sia's Chandelier, which is a great number oh, for the puppet. She wants to swing on the table. So we have... Oh. Oh. Because Gino is admiring. Oh. <laughs> this, this is like puppet puppet Tinder or something. This is, this is fast. Um, let me just describe for listeners what's happening right now. Laura has put her hand up, up this puppet's, puppet's ass, who looks like a, a chef. He's a chef. He's He's got a mustache. He's got like a millennial mustache. <laughs> Um, but he's wearing a chef outfit and he's blowing kisses to ferocious titties. He is. He's smitten. 
I would be too. I mean, look at ferocious titties. <laughs> well, those are some big titties, aren't they? They are, but that's okay because we like them. He is engorged. So <laughs> that's your hand. Oh. <laughs> so this could be puppet babies. Could be oh right puppet babies. 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 Don't make, make your dreams, dreams come true. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fur will be flying later on. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, very hot in here. I'm getting. It's... I'm getting flustered. <laughs> I'm getting verklempt of all the little puppet babies that would be uh, popping out of ferocious titties. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can't I, wait for that. I went away from the mic. It was mine. And we just lost ten listeners. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, so you're negative nine. <laughs> now we have negative twelve. Negative twelve. <laughs> Oh man! Well, thank you so much, Rich, for coming by, Very showing awesome. us these wonderful, <laughs> oh, you're wonderful welcome. creations, wonderful art. Thanks and, for having me. <laughs> and remind people again where where they can see you. Oh, so yeah, I'll, I perform at the Love Show at the Stud, and that's the first Thursday of every month. And also in September the seventeenth on Sunday afternoon at three p.m., I'll be doing a group number with some puppets and some fabulous drag queens, and that is El Rio Daytime Realness, September 17th um, at El Rio. Oh, one more question that I had, actually, that we could probably enlighten listeners. Women can do drag. Are they called drag kings, or are they more... And, and But what about women that do women drag? Oh, so I believe those are... The faux queens is a technical hmm. term, um, as in fake queens. But there's there's a little controversy over that. So a lot of them don't actually be being like being called faux queens because it, it implies that it's fake and it's yeah. not real. So they, I think a lot of them actually prefer to be called just drag queens or drag performers hmm. uh, because they're doing drag and and, and faux queen kind of kind of minimizes a little bit. Of course. Um, but yeah, so I believe that's technically the term. Um, I mean, I just call everyone performers because everyone yeah. performs um, and, you know, try not to get too upset about the labels. But, yeah, technically they're full queens, but also just drag performers as well. They're just, like, as a woman, it'd just be an exaggerated... An ex- version. Well, I mean, drag queens in general are sort of an homage and an exaggeration of... of womanhood, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it'd be if you, like, if I ever did drag, like, I don't normally wear a... <laughs> A sequin dress or do any of that you know my hair and my makeup so well, it'd be like, like just an exaggerated i'd feel like it would be an exaggerated version of woman. well i mean what does rupaul say it's the you're born Everything naked and the rest is, is drag. drag and and then also don't fuck it up don't <laughs> fuck it up exactly Bring me my thank girl. you so much <laughs> puppet master rich for coming on the show thank you for gifting us with your time and your talent and we can't wait to see and what you your do girls next. And yeah. you go. Yes. You. Thanks for having us all. Thank you. And listeners, we're going to put pictures up on yes. our website at bitchoverhere.com, and you will be able to see these wonderful creations and also get to see Puppet Master Rich. Maybe. Thank you so much for listening to us at Bitch Over Here. And remember to follow us on Bitch Over Here Podcast on Instagram, as well as our Bitch Over Here Podcast page on Facebook. And always remember don't, don't let, let anyone, anyone ever dull your spark. Thanks for listening, bitches. <laughs>